Hello and welcome to the 6++ Plus Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. Hello, hello. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and Luxembourgians to that 6++ show. I am your host, Tom. I'm coming to you from a laptop because my computer exploded this week, which is really helpful. So I'm sorry if I'm a little bit blurry and my sound's not so good. I think you look dreamy. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. Actually, I'm I'm not hating the the look. I think it's it's dulling the edges a bit. It's quite nice. Means you can't see me quite as clearly, which is probably for the best. Um, so tonight we are joined by a very special guest who will introduce in a moment, um, and we're going to be playing a game. We're going to be trying to work out where the meta is going, trying to guess some win rates in a game you all know and love. In the win rate on the faction, should be a very good time. Um, but I'm going to introduce everybody. Going to see who's popping up in the chat, um, and then we'll get into the show. So first and foremost, as ever, I am joined tonight by my dear leader, Chris. Chris, how are you doing? I'm still ill. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, weeks. Yeah, it's uh, it's taking its time, but I've got half term um, next week, so I get to carry on being here at home, which will be nice. But uh, yeah, it sucks because it just means you don't can't really be bothered to do any hobby stuff. No, um, I've been trying to paint up my model for um, the old world stuff, and that's um, that's not really happened. <laughs> one one amount one unit of base coat on. Um, I wanted to start painting my um, monolith. That's not happened either. Um, yeah, it's just uh, I've got a bunch of terrain here to review. Um, so hopefully that'll be up soon. But yeah, it's uh, it's a slow, steady time in the Toll household at the moment. It's a rubbish time of the year to be sick. But teachers all over the world are, Yeah, unfortunately. I'm also joined tonight by the lovely John Scribbins, my sensei. John, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, I'm still in mourning for the Dark Angels Codex. So oh. My response to it is just to build everything mm-hmm. and hope that some of it might be good. I'm literally throwing sprues at the wall and seeing what sticks. Okay. So, yeah, so you've read through the to... book now. It's not doing it for you. Oh, my God. Spoilers. This week's show will be quite interesting. It'll be me and Ed sitting there going, so this one hasn't really changed. <laughs> okay. We don't know what we do with this one. Mm-hmm. So it... it it's, it's, it doesn't help, I think, that we don't currently have points for it. Yeah. I think once points drop, maybe a bit more context. But for now, I'm just a bit like, cool. So I may I may have suddenly received today in the post more uh, Inferno pistols and Power Fists. Because I'm an Angels of you're, Death. You're a Blood Angels. Yeah, yeah, blood I'm, angels, angels of, I'm, I'm the OG. It's the original Codex was both. So I'm allowed to do both. Right? That's, oh, how, okay, that's, that's how it works, is it? Yeah. That's how I justify it. I can always find a way. Creative things <laughs> people go to. <laughs> Yeah. John, when I first met him, was convincing me he was a very like themed and law player. And I was at his house once. I was like, "Why have you got a bloodthirsty, John?" He's like, "Oh, I used to be able to just summon them with your orcs because of a loophole." Yeah. Like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. Good. Seventh edition was great, man. That sounds really thematic no, and fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I am joined by a very special guest and a six plus plus co-conspirator as of quite recently. It is the wonderful Thierry. Thierry, how are you doing? Very good. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for the honor. It's my pleasure to be invited. Yep, Thierry is uh, the leading figurehead of Team Luxembourg WTC team, as you guys will know. With two figures. Two figures. uh, No, no, you're the one here. So you're the one one here. here (laughs) So I um, I have the coach role this year, but Gilles is the official captain. Right. Okay. So we have done. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, the old two figureheads. And obviously administrative work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're coming on tonight. Obviously, we wanted to get you on and talk a little bit about what you guys have been up to and introduce you to our wider audience. Because obviously, we're going to be collaborating with you a little bit heading towards the summer in WTC. But also, we've got a fun game that you've been prepping, I hear, very extensive for. So Thierry is here to take no prisoners. He's here to win tonight. He's going to win, pin the win right on the faction for Team Luxembourg and get them the trophy for their cabinet um, to take back as well. So. Before we get into the background details, we are very good at self-promotion, possibly the best. Um, so we're going to tell you about all the stuff that we've been doing with our very extensive clues roundup. Chris, take it away. What's new on the channel? Oh, so extensive, guys. Well, um, <laughs> Ed and Scrivo um, took on a, um, a look at the company of hunters. Um, so they've gone through, um, they're obviously making their way through the Dark Angels at the moment. Uh, and so if you want to kind of get a, a breakdown on those sorts of things, like the key parts, maybe potentially a list um, idea, then uh, make sure you check that out. Um, and then I did my reflections on Alfaris at the road to the ICT. Obviously, in last episode's show, um, the podcast, I spoke about kind of just how the rounds went. But in this um, show, I have the matrix up for each matchup. Um, and I talked through kind of, as best as I can remember, the pairings process, why we chose the different defenders and attackers that we did, and then showing you how the game actually panned out. Um, so that was quite a fun um, thing to do. So if you're interested in team type events, maybe interested in seeing what um, matrixes for pre-data state look like, uh, <laughs> then... Uh, so that was. Yeah, really, well, yeah, the land that was. Um, but yeah, so we've done that. There obviously was supposed to be a couple of shows. Um, Tom wasn't able to do the Votan one simply because of technical Yeah, my computer exploded mid-supervision yesterday. So sadly, that's on That's on ice until it's getting fixed as we speak. As soon as it's done, I will get Rock and Stone out. We've got lots of data because Jake, uh, James, and I have played a ton of events with Votan since we were last on, and we have a lot of thoughts about them going into the new post-slate era. We actually think they've come out pretty good. They've come out in quite a nice spot if you're a good Votan player. We think there's a lot going on there and there's definitely, they've gained as much as they've lost. So I think we're, we're looking forward to doing that episode um, and talking all about where they're at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know Davey wants to do some uh, bug watch stuff, so that's due to come out at some point. I've got a terrain review to do. We got sent some free terrain um, uh, and I'm going to be um, kind of comparing that to other pieces out there and seeing if it's going to be, should be winging its way to your tabletop. Um, <laughs> but other than that, that's kind of it. We do have an Old World episode, our first in a new series for Old World. We're going to do a monthly episode where we kind of slow grow. A bit like Tale of Four Wargamers, only there's like six of us doing it. Yep. Um, we've, um, we're just all in differing levels of completedness. Yeah, we're going to do some goodies and some baddies. We've got three of each, so we're going to get that get that rolling. We're all just limping to getting it done. Ed's on like his third army, but everyone else is literally still working. Yeah, we're not... <laughs> not, not an exaggeration. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so good work there, Ed. Um, yeah. But yeah, and there's obviously plenty of events we're attending coming up soon. We've got Saffron Slam. We do. Weekend. Tom, you're going to that, aren't you? I am. I'm really excited. So this, for me, is going to be Drakari Learning. I have played... A couple of games with New Jakari, I really like it. I don't really know how to play it yet. I lost one game just by playing it really badly. And I played Crusade with them, which doesn't really 
doesn't count. So doesn't count. It's, <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not chalking that one up, are we, John? Um, <laughs> it's a cool detachment, and I think it's ideal for Saffron because it's in a nice. It feels in a nice spot strength-wise. I think it'll be fun. They're very interactive. My opponents will get to kill the crap out of me, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how I get on. I mean, we've also got Paul there um, as well, which should be really fun. He's running Stormlance Marines because he just loves advancing and charging. Um, so I'll probably I, I want to do a bit of content just sort of documenting my sort of getting my head back into Drakari. So I think Saffron doing a little sort of run through preparing for Saffron will be be part of that. We'll see how we go. Will I play on the ravine board finally? I hope so. I really want to play on that ravine. I reckon I can fly over it pretty well. So I think I'll be all right. But we'll see. <laughs> nice. Um, so last two things. Um, as always, if you're looking to buy 40k stuff, check out Composite Games. Um, link in the description they will um you get up to 20 percent off your purchases and if you use the code plus you get an additional five percent on top of that 20 percent that does not equal 25 percent make sure you know that. um but uh that's mathematics but um you you do um we get we get that little extra bit of money um and then in terms of uh those of you who are patrons will know that we've removed that um, and we're going to be setting up a YouTube scheme. I've started looking into it. Just need to, to finalise a couple of bits and things. And then hopefully in the next week, I've got half time next week, so I'll get to be nice and productive. Um, and uh, we'll get that sorted. So I know you're also desperate to give us your money. Um, so, Absolutely. yeah, that's the, uh, that is the roundup. Send us to the Bahamas, everybody. We can't wait. Yeah. I'm just going to do a quick roundup of who's in the chat. We've had Sean Catewell in. Mr. Fellblade is here. Existence UK is here. Good evening. Um, oh, there's a Kellermore Pel- getting painted. That's cool. Yeah, we won't even talk about the 12-inch range. That's That was one of our jokes on one of the earlier shows. The Kellermore with the loan off and 12-inch pistol is just really funny. Um, Stu is here finishing off some stuff in Northampton. Put Waghorns in. Sindri says, Tom's looking steamy. Valentine's came early. It sure did, Sindri. It sure did. Um, Caroline <laughs> Turing, yeah, uh, is wondering what's the hype on Death Company is. I'll leave someone else to explain that. Maybe we can address that towards the end of the show. I, d- I definitely rate Um and Scrivo is always in the chat somehow at the same time as being on the show. Mechanicus asks, has Ed taken Lewis on a secret Valentine's date? I'm noticing a bit of Ed and Lewis shipping starting to happen on this show. Is there going to start being like fan fiction going on? Yeah, I reckon fan fiction is far away. I've already written it. We need to build a new channel in the Discord where people can live out there. Like erotic stories about Ed and Lewis. There'll be like some big Forge World model involved somehow. Uh, you just know. Uh, Mega oh, Minutes. Matilda. Yeah. Sindri yeah. <laughs> Tepec is in. Afternoon from the States. Very, very nice to have you here. Sindri Shirini is in. Uh, talking DA Ultimate Funk is in. Says Chris sounds bloody awful. Yeah, thanks, um, Dave. If you can clarify if, if we mean his voice because he's ill or his sound, that would be really useful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> William Lovell is also in and having a chuckle. Um, and Luke Harris is in. That's tons of you. Very welcome, very welcome to everybody. Really nice to have you. Nice. Right. Before we get into the games, we're going to get a little bit of a story. We're going to get a story of a plucky WTC team from Luxembourg. Thierry, oh. tell us the story. What's the journey? What's the adventure? No, not you guys, John, not Wales. What's the adventure? How did you get to this point? Tell us the, Tell us your story. How do we get this? We had, um, like, before COVID, when it was still the ETC, uh-huh. we had uh, a team member who is also on the team now, Ivan, mm-hmm. who works for, I, I will mess this up, for the European Union. Mm-hmm. So in one of the things that was stationed in Luxembourg, so he lived here. 
And he was playing 40k with us, and he was like, we could go to the ETC. I had no idea what the ETC was. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, let's go. And we did that. It was in Novisat, uh, where we went. And to be honest, I have to Google where Novisat is, because I will mess it up the country where <laughs> it should be. Um, so we went there and we had a lot of fun, but not great success or <laughs> game success. We had a lot of fun, so that's a success in itself. Yeah, and after our own heart, love it. And uh, yeah, we had uh, a great time there. And we were set up to go for the second, and that was the one that was supposed to be in Luxembourg. And then with COVID and everything happened. Um, the WTC split from the ETC. Okay. Okay. And then we went to the first ETC, uh, WTC, uh -huh. a bit more prepared. And then we had the team going. We managed to get, uh, like, um, what do you call it? Uh, a scene uh, going in Luxembourg yes. because that has yeah. always been a bit of a problem. Some people know this because we were running joke for some time. We are such a small country, and we have trouble getting people from point A to point B. Because driving, like, for 20 minutes, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, for a three-hour game, drive 20 minutes back, and then 20 minutes uh, well, to the venue, and then 20 minutes back, that's... that's that's a tough ask. Wow. It's, it's funny you should say that, Thierry, because did you know that um, Luxembourg actually ranks as the seventh smallest um, country in Europe? There we um, go. You have, a, you have a surface area of 2,586 kilometers, which yeah. actually makes the little country easy to explore over the course of several days. <laughs> Luxembourg is so small that you could say it's even smaller than the state of Rhode Island in the US. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing knowledge to just pull out your brain. Wow. So, the, the, uh, one number that is great is like the the width of the country is fifty kilometers, and the height is one hundred kilometers. So, oh, yeah. where I good, live, uh, I drive vineyards because you've got a lot of vineyards. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, fun fact for you: the uh, your restaurant called Shigari. Holds a world record for the longest wine list in the world. Oh, yeah. That's in the capital. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll to go, Chris, when we visit. And I look forward to going there on the 23rd of June, which is the Luxembourgish National Day. <laughs> That's officially, well, the, it, it is the National Day. It's the, the birthday of the Grand Duke. Because, ah. of course, as we all know, um, actually, um, fun fact number 27, Luxembourg is the last Grand Duchy in the entire world. There you go. Last Grand Duke standing. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. Anyway, um, as you were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Toll. <laughs> Chris bringing the facts, as always. So we had actual situations where we had people coming from France, Germany or Belgium playing okay. with us, but not Luxembourgish people because they didn't want to drive the 20 minutes. <laughs> our team, imagine our team if people didn't want to drive. It wouldn't exist, would it? We wouldn't do anything. It's better now. It's a lot better now. Oh, it's that's a lot awesome. better now. That's awesome. 
But yeah. that's the uh, problem we had when well, I'm playing a long time. Mm -hmm. I started at 15 and 42, 41 now. So I don't do math. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> a while. Things. We call that a while. Yeah, a while. Yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few and additions. And uh, yeah, it's always right. <laughs> <laughs> a few additions. We had always problem to get like a community that's working. Well, technology helped us. We have a Discord that works now with yes. people, and then we have uh, me, and then a uh, great member of the team, Tom, uh, that does um, like fight nights in the week where they can put up several tables, and then okay. you can go there. And we have yeah. one in the south and one in the north of the country. Well, yeah, that's good. That is only ten minutes for people, which <laughs> which is feasible. Yeah, well, yeah, I, that's one of the points I can understand because of how the country works. We get like a lot of um, how do you call those um, people from other countries coming to our country to work. Yeah, half yeah. your population, in fact, in fact, you got a very small population of six hundred and twenty-six thousand one hundred and eight. <laughs> Yeah, I think every morning, 350,000 people come to Luxembourg to work. That's wow. That's incredible. So the traffic is uh, amazing. I yeah, I see. I can understand. So if, there's a, if there's a very real congestion problem, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So at the time where you have to go to work or leave for work, if you're on the wrong roads, you're in for a bad it time. Does. Yeah, okay. I get you. That makes, that makes plenty of sense. Because uh, actually, you have a high rate of car ownership. Um, as of 2022, there were 784 cars per 1,000 inhabitants. Wow. Yeah, that, is my car that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good. No, that's really, really good. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, we don't have carpooling or stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and if we, if we wind it back towards your WTC experience, you want to talk yeah. about your last WTC run? Because that's kind of, that brings you to the, the present and to us. How did the yeah. last WTC go for you guys? In terms of result, not that good, but we wanted to win, so we got two wins. Uh, hey, that's we, great. we skimmed past two very close draws against okay. the last game against Wales. So mm -hmm. that was. So you drew with Wales? It was a very good round. I think we'll miss it by two points. Yeah. I think you would have got those two points if your Thousand Suns player hadn't been so drunk, flamed by our orc player who just kept shouting, Magnus the Red is a little something or other. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> it was nice. quite spicy that game. It's the one thing I can remember, and it was just like, yeah. this is awful. I feel very awkward. I, I, I was next to that table playing against uh, GSC Miro against your GSC guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and everyone's like, just looking at game What's like, going on? <laughs> <laughs> Two people next to us shouting, like, okay. <laughs> They're a horrible bunch, the Welsh team. I wouldn't take it. Uh, no, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> Ash tried to bait me into doing random pairings. Was a nice try. Was a nice try. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, we had, so we, had, we had set a goal for two wins, which we got. And also we had the impression that we did a lot better in terms of pairing. So the scores, mm -hmm. except for versus Germany, 
were really close to what we were expecting. And often the draw was very close to what we could have done. So you have one yeah. game have a huge swing in it and then you miss it. We maybe had paired not good enough in terms of to give us more space for error. But yeah, we were very close. Most of the games got what we wanted, but then one game flipped more and yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, it happens. But it was but more planned I mean. and more like we felt more in control than the years before. Yeah, yeah. Which is progress. Yeah. And for a, for a tiny country, a tiny team, where, you, as you say, your, your player base is, is a limited resource, that sounds like a really good showing in, in an environment as competitive as WTC. Very, very impressive. But it puts a lot of pressure on us if we're helping out to try and maintain those standards, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it's more the, the experience. That, yeah. That's the problem we have. Like, we have some players that. We had the chance to try something out. We had a lot of players jump for Drukari to try how we can uh, see the pairings for Drukari. That we had a, a few people on other armies, but some armies are not represented, so they don't get games in. So we don't have the data. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also uh, a decision we did this year, and we're trying to do this, is like the years before when it comes to team comp, we try to emulate the meta. So it's mm. like oh yeah the teams are playing this and playing that and a lot of arguments they do like we talk to uh, people from other teams and you go like yeah i see that but not my players yeah yeah i think like i talked to one of the german guys that had done more games in a week than half my team in a month <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like, yeah, it's easy. You can predict this, this, and this. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I... Yeah, if you just throw 20 hours of extra work a week at it. Yeah. <laughs> My respect to him. He was so well yeah, prepared. Yeah. They are a brilliant team. But like, that's not nothing we can do or yeah. we were able to do. So you have a lot of stuff that, that we're missing. And for example, we had the discussion some time ago. Um, our Votan player is quite successful with this Votan. And then if you listen to the international stuff, they're not so sure about Votan. He just doesn't lose. So yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of going like, yeah, but the international, yeah, just you just play Votan. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. And then at least we can, like, if you play against good teams, you have something where you go like, oh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't accept that. Uh, we didn't expect that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And then on the flip, you get that you've got that experience with that player with the Votan really Absolutely. knows that army, which is much more useful than him going, I'm bringing along Chaos Space Marines and I've played it once. Yeah, yeah absolutely, it, absolutely. It's much more we, we had to make that exact decision for ITT yeah. and I think it was the right call. It was just useful having the consistency yeah, and showed, knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and since we were able to grow the, uh, to grow the, the community, we also have a, a better player base uh, to choose from. So we can take more experienced players, and my, all, my, all my respect to the players we had before. Yeah. But if you can, if you have a pool to choose from, you're always better off. Yeah. Oh, completely. Bit of competition, right? And as you say, Discord and all this online stuff, this opens up so many new possibilities for testing things and getting the practice. And it means you're not stuck in traffic. So I think that sounds that sounds like a 
it's going to be a good year. We 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 smell victory for Luxembourg this time around. It's going to be gold or right, we have to do three wins this year. Yeah. Oh no. How many games do you do? <laughs> eight, eight. Is it eight games? Six. It's eight. Eight. You games. got what? You got three in the in the stage in the pop phase, and then you get another five. Cool. It goes. It goes. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Done. Two no a problem. day as well. It's easy, man. Two a day. Yeah. 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 yeah I was so happy when they changed so good. two. Because <laughs> I don't. Were you there when they had the the first day with three, like the first ETC they did, uh, WTC no, they did? I avoided that. Like oh my god! <laughs> I played GSC on that, <laughs> and I did the pairing. I was just, I just went home and fell down. Yeah, yeah that's too much. That's definitely too much. Yeah, if you're, if you're one of the leading figures, you need to get yourself on an army that's not too brain intensive. That's what Inez always does. Make sure he's on something that he can just absolutely destroy someone within about half an hour and then he's got time to think. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful, right. Okay, well, we're really excited to see what the future holds for Team Luxembourg and for our involvement in it. And we're going to obviously be making some content when we get closer to WTC. So can't wait for that. Yeah, well, for, for big tournaments, we'll play in the ETC now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm keen to see what the people cook up there. That's yeah, exactly. It's going to be so interesting. Yeah, yeah. The stat check guys have a team there too. Yeah. I think we're up to 10 teams now. Yeah. Yeah, it's an exciting time because there's a lot of creation going on right now. Yeah. Everything's in flux. That's when it's that's when the game is most interesting. Yeah, for teams, it's even better. Especially for teams. Mm, yeah. Completely. Brilliant. All right. So, well, speaking of that future, we're going to try and predict it for you now. We're going to get our crystal balls out. John, if you could get up the... Oh, look at oh, this. Yeah. Oh, we're ready. We're ready to play. Pin the win rate on the faction. Now, long-term viewers, you will know this is a game we play after a big shake-up like a data slate, which we've just had with all the balance changes. And what we are going to try and do is cast some predictions as to what we think the win rates for all of these factions are going to look like three months down the line once this new meta has settled down. So it's very simple. We're going to go around one at a time. You're picking an army out of here. You're putting a number down to it, trying to guess. Uh, feel free to join in the chat as well if you are so minded. It's very nice to have your guesses and your predictions here as well. If you get it in the right bracket when we come around to check in on this, brackets being 60+. plus. 55 to 60, 51 to 55, 46 to 50, 40 to 45. If you get it in the correct bracket, you get a point. If you get the exact correct win rate, you get two points. And the winner will get some as of yet undetermined reward. Well, are we going to do a forfeit for the loser? We can do a forfeit for the loser. What, what's the appropriate forfeit, Chris? Oh, man. That's, uh, that's going to put me on the spot. Um... GT with the lowest ranked army? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> The head on the thumbnail for all of the shows for, the, for that month. Well, Tom loves doing that anyway. That's not yeah, funny. I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> too vain for that to be a punishment. Yeah, I think, yeah, something like the you have to go to a tournament um, or an RTT or something um, with like the bottom, the bot, the worst army that you have access to. Okay, and a list that we write. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. That'd be great. Excellent, excellent. So, worst army you own. A list that we cook up, and maybe an RTT, that seems fair. GT's a long time. And it's a, lot a, lot, of it's a big waste of money. There will be a forfeit, so we'll, we'll do that. And uh, that I'm excited to see. So, Pierre, you're the guest, so we're going to let you go first. Um, you get to pick one of the armies off of here and chuck down your win rate and give us a little bit of a reasoning why you think it's going to be at the place you think it's going to be in three months' time. Where do you want to start? Uh, GSC, then. Okay, GSC. Good old GSC, the colours. One of my armies. Where do you think they're going to fall, Jerry? 
uh, the last bracket. <laughs> the bottom one. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Why do you think that? The player base. Yeah. The player base is a problem. We yep. did get some bonus points for the Steelers, but I don't think they will make such a big difference. No, I don't In addition with Custodes being back, and I hate Custodes with GSE. Oh, you can come on this show again. Our Custodes player is really good, and he's really good at rolling four-ups. <laughs> he's good at Warhammer. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, what number do you want to put on it in that bracket? What do you reckon? Yeah, I had it down at 45. Yeah, I think 45 is very reasonable for GSC. I think you're right because I think, I mean, I, I know from my own experience, I think in general the faction has kind of been abandoned for the time being, right? I think hmm. a lot of GSC players are taking time off from it. I think it's very vulnerable to a lot of armies in the game. It's not the most enjoyable playstyle right now because it's all acolytes and neophytes. Right. Yeah, and in addition, yeah. with the Necrons coming back with a three-inch deep strike, <laughs> and then the, um, in my opinion, the Grey Knights will have a resurgence, and they also have a three-inch deep strike. Yeah, people will be more prepared for for GSC. Completely. And then all the tools work better against GSC because Overwatch just yeah, you don't have any bombs left. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're completely right because, and that speaks to one of the dangers in the way we balance the game now, which is that. GSC had all, all of their, their blip mechanics nerfed in an environment in which there wasn't very, loads of really easy ways to get the blips. Now armies can reach the blips incredibly easily. There's a whole bunch of armies out there with lots of ways to reach them. Um, so the blips are not only nerfed, but are also very easy. Well, stop. they got a bit of help since the placement. The deep striking doesn't take them away anymore. Okay. Oh, interesting. Does it not? That's a weird wording. It doesn't count as a normal move, but it counts as a normal move considering they're shooting sure okay okay well that could be worse then that's not a complete disaster they still have to roll the four up or the five up so. they do yeah, yeah. And I've, I've played against gsc and if they miss a few of the early i mean ones, that's so you could even use them uh, like in teams you could use them but they are just if the first three dice you roll are twos and you yeah. don't get your units back you're just stuffed mm. And it's just not a very, I think the playstyle is not that enjoyable right now. It's a lot of brain work, but not much reward, which isn't ideal. Okay, we're going to move it to John next. John, pick an army, mate. Just one little thing on that, though. It mm -hmm. might be slightly on the cusp of the book dropping three months. Ooh, so that yeah. might be one that could be a bit, because it's be. the first of the summer could ones. So. Yeah, I think it'll be right at the end of this time frame. Yeah, but yeah. I, I was, well, that's maybe the, the WTC brain, but I was considering that for after WTC, because it will probably not be legal for WTC, so it might mm. drop Yeah, yeah. end of July, then it will probably not be legal. Yeah, probably not. Probably not fine. All right, John, pick an army, buddy. So for me, Necrons at 53%. Okay. Because I think Games Workshop are going to knock them down a touch. They'll still be good. Interesting. I just think some points changes here and there, because we haven't had them yet. That's true. See so what you reckon they'll intervene on these within the next three months? Yeah, because it's not had its codex points tweak post kind of okay. the, the kind of the bit afterwards. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean that's reasonable. I think net necrons are strong, but there are things that can be. So I don't oh, completely. I don't think they're a massive, massive. They're quite widely played, which always takes the win rate down a bit as well, yeah. right? There's a lot of people playing. Yeah. 
Very nice. 53 for the next question. Is someone noting these down somewhere, Chris? Yeah, I am, don't we? Wonderful. <laughs> okay, Chris, it's now your turn, mate. Pick an army. I want to go Eldari. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, why? This is this is a tough one. This is actually a genuinely this very is a tough one. one. I know what I think. Where are you going to put I don't think... Don't think they're going to be over 55. No. So I'm going to go with... They're not going to be, not going to be below it, are they? <laughs> I'm going to go with 54%. Oh, I would have gone 55. Very good. Okay, yeah, I think so. Still very, very good. I think, yeah, I think they're still very good. Um, it's just going to take a different thing. You're already seeing it come out. Um, and already a lot of the lists are kind of quite similar. Yeah, um, yeah all MSU. Yeah, it's you go MSU, you're going Fire Dragons in Falcons, you've got stuff out of Way Serpents, you've got the D cannons coming back. Um, you've got people starting to put in um, the uh, Shroud Runners for the lethal hits and the pregame move. So out of nowhere, Guard is suddenly in the UK anyway, the big bad. And, um, <laughs> They've always been a problem, Chris. Apparently so. Never went uh, away. And now if everyone's aware of it in the UK. Um, and so, so you want to be able to take out the tanks, but you also need to be able to take out all the infantry. Um, you've got the fire dragons, which are one of the very few um, proc solvers of the Catan problem due to the melter. Um, you've only got an 85-point unit to solve that problem. It's, it's disappointing times. It's tough. Um, and, yeah, I think it. you're now hitting that true out of that MSU bounce around. Yeah. It's going to be, going to be so much cooler. I might actually want to get mine out again. Yeah, it's going to be whether they can compete with the armies that just hold the middle of the board. Because beforehand, you had the Wraith Guard that were going to hold the middle of the board. Now, the Mike, there's quite a lot of discussion on Discord I'm on about whether you go Kane, Avatar of Kane, or not. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, a fortune Avatar of Kane is still just so hard to deal with. Yes. But doesn't have everyone's teching to kill Katan. And doesn't have the feel no pain or the growth. Any, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my mind, you're just going to walk into some matchups where that thing will die quite quickly, um, and then you're playing 335 points down, which isn't a necessarily uh, something you can afford to do anymore. You used to be able to do it, but, uh, <laughs> but not these days. So yeah, I think I think they're still strong. I think it's just going to have you've got to be a better player now. Vic's taking them to Northampton this weekend. Yeah. Um, he's got a recall list. Um, and I think that's the direction lots of people are going. Although Duda and Parliament won an event with a bunch of Wraith Blades. And I think that could definitely see play, certainly on other types of boards in Europe. Obviously, we we focus more on UKTC style stuff where something like the Avatar Kane just doesn't really move around very well. It does yep. move around a bit better, I believe, on games workshop training stuff. So it might be a bit of a country meta type thing. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say 54. So. Yeah, I think 54 yeah. is very reasonable. I think it's still good. I think it's going to be briefly freed up because actually, I think Eldar Pose got very bunkered down on one particular way of playing. And actually, it's an index that can play a whole bunch of different ways, as Liam VSL casually demonstrated by turning up, having not played them in ages, and just battering everyone with a completely random grab bag of stuff at ITT. Um, Jack tight, though, really didn't good still yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's still solid. I think Phantasm being different means you have to play in a very different way. I, I still think they're great. And they all the aspect wire is on tiny basis. They can still yeah, hop exactly. the other of a wall. You still, have, you still have Fire and Fade, and yeah. the threat of Phantasm is still amazing because you just have the opponent playing like an idiot because 
you can just threaten to jump out onto a point and get more primary and they have to act like you might do that and then you shoot them and it's it's a it's a really fun time so it's still got a lot of control elder maybe not able to take all comers anymore but we'll see yeah okay very nice i am gonna pick one i'm gonna go gray knights Ooh. Ooh. i'm gonna go gray knights i'm gonna put gray knights at 53 percent. 53 53 that is high thomas you think that's high i think that's quite good i quite like gray knights i think they're good i hope you're saying they're good john's currently put them in the wrong tier john i haven't oh, i have this is me Yep, so I have 53. I think 52 is equally valid. I think Grey Knights got some exciting changes. I think the buffs to the shooting on the Dreadnoughts are very nice. There's some points drops, also very nice. I think they're an army that has a very good set of tools into a decent range of other armies in the game. And they are one of those ones where they catch people out. They've got that kind of surprise factor as well. And I think, I think they will be tried quite a lot more than they have been tried um, at the moment. And I think there's a bunch of good Grey Knights players out there, and I think they can definitely achieve some stuff. I don't. I think their ceilings. I don't think this is a consistent GT winning arm, but I think they'll definitely have a good three months ahead. Side. Yeah. I might try mine just to lower it down. Oh, you've got to. You've got to try yours. You, this is the time. Absolutely, they look fun. Uh, it's really exciting. Yeah. To oh yeah, I understand. Yeah, I just yeah. I think definitely a really good time. Okay, Thierry, we're taking it back to you, buddy. I'll go to what I know, so uh, CSM. Okay, where are we thinking for CSM? In the bin. Stop it, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about there. I had them at uh, 47%. 47%. Oh, interesting. Okay, so take us through it. What are we thinking for CSM? What's the issues? A lot of people will drop them. Yeah, they're going to be dropped. A well. lot of good people will drop them, and then yep. you have some people over. I th I think there's still power in it. Oh yeah. And this might be higher in reality, yes. but I do not know how fast this will, like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like people will bounce off it and then try to innovate again. Because yes. a lot of the good players will leave, and then if you have good players that leave, you do not have lists people can follow, and then they have to come up with their own list. <laughs> yeah. And that's complicated. It is. It's hard work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Completely. No, I think that's a good shout as well, because Chaos are one of those armies, CSM one of those armies, where there's always a bunch of people playing whatever the hell they want and just having a good time with them as well. So if, if a lot of the top players jump off them, that general win rate for CSM always stays quite low, even when they're really, really good. So I think 47 is a very reasonable. I think this could be an army that is still capable of like top 10, top 5 runs, but actually has a pretty low win rate overall. Yeah, they, have, they still have an amazing amount of damage. Oh, so much damage. It's a great toolkit. Yeah. And they have a lot of stuff, but you have to apply it. And some of the things now you have to wait for a mistake where before you could just yes. ram it in. Completely, <laughs> right. Very <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. It's say there were there were there were builds in there where you just turned up and you just shoved it forward and you won the game. And they're not like that now, but they still have incredible reach and precision and damage. A lot. <coughs> yeah, I think forty-seven feels, feels a smart pick for them. Okay, taking it up to you, John. What are you going with next? So, for me, I think the next one for me is Blood Angels. Okay. And. I'm assuming that it's going with the most efficient way, which currently, to me, despite them getting a buff for their own detachment, I feel them in Gladius 
I think it's in the kind of the 56 to 60%. I think they're going to be just on the 56. Ooh. Because okay. I think it's it's got the same feel with a lot of the lists that I'm seeing other people and that I'm writing, where mm-hmm. it is very much like the CSM lists of old, where you just go and shove it down someone's throat and it either kills them or it doesn't. It's just a kind mm-hmm. of Marine Horde type way of playing. Yeah, we just punch them to death and shoot them to death at point blank range. And it just, I feel like that's going to catch people off guard for at least a while. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And well, survivability in those ways. those death company guys are quite survivable, and I think that yeah. there's there's going to be a problem with it. I don't think it's going to be sort of a high percentage of the meta, but we'll see people playing it well, surprising people with it. Yeah. There we go. Very Won't be me. <laughs> nice. All right, Chris. Over to you, buddy. Your next pick. Um, I think one of the armies that got a nice little glow up is demons. Yes. Mm. Um, so where do those demons go to? Well, you've got the fact that demons guys, you know, the. I feel like they're. I feel like they're that sort of army, a bit like garden orcs, that their play, their win percentage is often a bit lower than. Yes, um, I agree. Than it actually could be. Mm-hmm. So um, I am going to go with fifty-three percent. Okay, very nice. Um, where is the picture? Where is the picture? They are the second one on the top. There you go. Oh, yeah, there you go. 53%. Um, I think that they're the good players will get those. I think someone like Franco is going to have a win percentage of oh, like have a great time. 60, 65%, maybe even 70%, Franco. Um, but I think you will still have the people who just want to take all the monsters and that. Um, but I think that. They're, they're in a good place now. I think they get a lot of stuff on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen, and also everyone's just suddenly discovered blood crushes, um, yes. which is um, <laughs> an exciting time for everyone. So um, people are going to have to deal with fifteen blood crushes just running at them, or eighteen, whatever it is, um, and trying to deal with that. So yeah, that's uh, I'm going to go demons at fifty three percent. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, Sindri Tepec says golden banana time. I'm not going to support you, Sindri Tepec. I will take <laughs> custodies. I'm going to put custodies at a cool 57. That's where custodies. I think custodies. I had exactly the same number written down. Custodies have a lot going on. I don't think, again, I think they have counters, natural counters that can just lift them before they get close. But they are back to being the best melee army in the game in a great many ways in terms of the control they have of the game and the damage they can do. The Dev Wounds change is big for them. They've got a lot of stuff on the board. And crucially, a lot of people are going to try and use them right now. And I think Sodis often, because often do have quite a nice, solid win rate when they're in a good spot, um, despite not necessarily being the golden boys of the meta. Lol. Um, <laughs> so I think, yeah, I feel I feel good for Sodis. I think Sodis are going to have a good time doing that. Um, which then takes us back to you, Thierry. Where are we going? Nids. Nids, nice. Where are we going with Tyranids? Let me check what I wrote down. <laughs> check your notes. Yeah. I got them at 50%. Hmm. Okay, very nice. I think that's very reasonable. So, so what, why do you the non-builds. Okay, okay. The non-builds do some things easier than the... I, I still think, like, Swarm is better because you have more of a skill cap. Yes. But the non-builds is just, like, a stat check, so it will be easier to play for 
people to get into the army yeah. because if you want to try swarm if you have not played an horde army it's brain intensive yes, but it you can like play three norns and some other big monsters and then oc15 on a point that's basically telling your opponent solve this problem yeah and completely and there's a lot of different options in there as well you can play it a bunch of different ways and i think that gives it quite a lot of longevity because um, it didn't it got buffs it didn't take any hits really um, so it's in a really nice spot going for this um, okay, John, back to you, buddy. What are you going with next? So I'm going for the, the obviously the deep cut of all the factions. I think Imperial Agents are going to maintain a 52% win rate <laughs> because that one player <laughs> is going to just play slightly above winning, winning more than they lose. Good old Sai. Yeah. It's Sai. It's our boy Sai. Yeah, just... Just Sai. Like, Sai, John, thinks you're going to win 52% of your games for the next three months. That's, that's yeah. what you said. Yeah, no, no more, no less, because I, I feel that's yeah. optimistic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all you need to do is like go three, two, two, three, exactly. three, two, three, and three, he had been. So I don't feel like it's going to change. Yeah, yeah, that's completely fair. So imperial <laughs> agents, yeah. Okay. absolutely yeah, outrageous. Right. All right, Chris, where are we going next? Uh, <laughs> you wanted didn't you? Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Imperial Knights. Okay. At 43%. Oh, down hmm. there with GSC. Oh, uh, because they're still that. shit. They are shit. Um, I just, they're not, no one's going to be picking them up. No. Um, this is uh, this is a challenging pick because, you know, you've got some people who will be picking them. They'll probably end up there at like a 30% win rate. Um, but yeah, they're just, they're not good, are they? Um, and if people are teching to kill Catan, then yeah, that's they a probably kill Knight. They probably kill a Knight quite quickly. Knights, ironically, are quite a good game into Necrons. Um, quite good at that. They're quite good at lifting Necrons. Um, but I don't know if they're good enough to make it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like no. And they have that effect as well, where if you're if Imperial Knights are bad, then guys just play Chaos Knights, right? So you yeah, lose yeah. you lose anyone interested in playing Knights well anyway, because they go play Chaos Knights. So if they're if they're not the best yeah. Knight faction, they drop right off. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Right, where are we going to go next? I am going to go for let's take Jakari. Let's go for Jakari. I am going to put Jakari. Sixty-five, right? Forty-eight. Forty-eight. So Forty-eight. Yep. I think this is a cool set of new changes. I think it's got a bunch of cool things going for it. I think it can win games. It has good matchups, but I think it also has a bunch of bad ones. And unfortunately, some of the bad ones are emergent threats in the game. I think Custodes is very difficult. I think Imperial Guard and Artillery is very difficult. Grey Knights. If you have a look at what's up above there, Grey Knights isn't good. Necrons is very peaky. Eldar batter them. So there's a bunch of the best stuff in the game still that I think makes life quite difficult for Jakari. I think good players are going to have a good go, and I think we'll see some cool results. But yeah, I don't they will have fun playing it. They'll have a great time. Amazing. That's my plan. I'm going to have a blast, but I'm playing it, I'm designing it, I'm thinking about the matchups, and nothing I'm seeing in my head is saying, this is going to go super well. I just don't think that's where it's at. But I think I, I, what I think for that is that I don't think GW should be chucking balance patch indexes out 
that land anything above that kind of point, right? Because that'd be a bit. If the, if the goal is game balance and you're dropping new detachments and they're broken, then you're doing it. Yeah. So I, I think I think that's a, it's a reflection of good balancing that a new bit that they're dropping takes them to a perfectly kind of middle of the pack kind of place. Um, and yeah. with any luck, the meta will shift and it won't be so many of their predators are what people are going for. But I, yeah, it doesn't look like an easy ride for New Jakari. And I still think they're tough to play. So I think people who aren't well on their game will still have quite a hard time converting wins with them. But they will have a lot more fun because they'll get to blend some stuff with it. And that's what we're all here for. Wonderful. Um, so that takes us to back to you, Thierry. Where are you going? Death Guard. Death Guard, nice. Mm. What were we thinking? Let me check here. 51. Yeah, smart. Mm. Spawn. Okay, take us through it. Why, why are we thinking 51? They're still good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they lost a lot. Morty got stronger because of the no modifier thing. So much better, yeah. Uh, they didn't lose a lot when it comes to demons. Mm-hmm. And they would. I find them amazingly good whenever I play against them. I was like, they do what in shooting? Yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah, they might be the best Chaos faction in the game. Right? And um, I, I don't know them well enough, but they might be higher. Yeah, they're another one where, again, there's the, the player base hasn't historically had you know lots of killers in it, but we might well see that change over the next few months as people try them out. Um, historically, they've had a more casual player base death guard, so the win rates tended to stay quite low. But I think if ever there's a time, they might actually get pushed up a bit and people try them a bit more, which probably not. Well, I mean, with with Death Guard and Custodes in the game, mostly it's not possible to play melee anymore. Yeah. When I'm going to just no. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I, no, no. Yeah. They can also just still plug in War Dogs and Nurglings and yeah. have a great time. They benefit a lot from that. Yeah, I think that's a really good position for them. Okay, John, we're going to you next, buddy. What next? Uh, I'm going to go with Orcs. Ooh, wow. I'm going to say 54%. Oh, because no. in three months' time, You're they're going to have more <laughs> detachments. Yeah, they have the codex, right. And even if they just land at the same One level as the current in there. Yeah, and that, just, was, that was a factor in the Cassoni's prediction as well, because their book should come in the next few Yeah, months. and if it lands like we're seeing a lot of stuff now, so a good example the Drakari tweak and the Dark Angels codex good they're solid they're reasonable but there is not something that you look at and go oh that's the problem i'm going to use that problem i'm going to i'm going to bend that and use that so that kind of gives me some hope that where they currently are is kind of where they're going to stay but with just more options that not everyone can kind of go right i'm going to build this to deal with orcs because there won't be just one version of them now yeah for sure now i can see that and they're they're solid right now they've got good game into a lot of of the field um, and trying. I think it's just, just seeing if a few more people pick up the kind of Brian site way of playing. I think, I think the signs are people are, and I think it's I think it's great. I think it's really good. Okay, very nice. Um, Chris, where now? <laughs> Getting down to the dregs now. No. God. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, this, oh, my God. God is really good for the players that are actually trying to build good guard lists. And play them well, yeah. um, but thankfully for the rest of us, there are a load of idiots out there who um, <laughs> don't do that. So is do they lean which side of fifty percent do they lean 
is Ooh. the is the question. I'm going to go with very non-committal, fifty percent. So yeah, God, yeah, God are going to sit there at fifty percent, where in a veteran player's hands, um, they'd actually be far higher. Yep. But the plebs out there who want to take triple bane blade save the day for us all. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. This is, it's, got, it's worth remembering. Guard had an incredibly strong book at the end of ninth, and I think it only ever hit like fifty-one percent. Yeah. Even though it, it was it was phenomenally strong in the right hands, so I think I think fifty is very reasonable. I think it actually be less than that. I do understand the players great with th- triple super heavy. <laughs> Big damn heroes is what they are. Yeah, you got to respect it. You got to respect it. Um, yeah, I remember talking to Martin Cooper. At just he won an RTT at Christmas that I was at with Guard, and he was just saying, "I just hope no one pays any attention to this." And then they get a nice slate. That's well, he's got one beachhead, so, he? and then he won, went one beachhead. So he knew full well the strength of this uh, this mm. index, and it, it's come out it's come out looking really good. Um, okay, so I am gonna go, gonna go. I'll go for Votan. I'll go for Votan. I am gonna put Votan at. I think Ooh. I'm going to go 50 for Votan. Ooh. I'm going to go 50 mm. for Votan. I, I've been chatting with my, my Rock and Stone brothers. You know, yeah, the cows. Three, three of the most experienced cows. Three in the cows. And our assessment is pretty good on Votan. They are a bit down on points, but Grim Demeanor, have, having a Hearthguard squad that ignores hit, wound, AP, modifiers, damage modifiers, is a big deal. That was a tool that mm. they really needed that they've got back. And they have good game into a fair amount of what else is out there. They can give any of these armies a game. Um, Eldar's very rough, but the rest, they give a very good game. Um, I don't know that they're always on the favoured side, but they're very good at dealing with all of those things, and they certainly have the guns for it. So I think, I think they're perfectly capable of, of holding up and holding their own. I think the big determinant will be whether people keep trying it and keep using it, um, but I, I think they're in a solid spot, absolutely solid spot. Um, and I think that, yeah, the, the, the AP damage reduction change basically to me is well worth the being 100 points or so down. I think having that tool for killing things with armor of contempt or damage reduction is massive. Okay, so now, Sierra, it's back to you. Yeah, I'll go for Marines then. Okay, nice. So that encompasses all Marines? Uh, I think looking at this, I think it's just the generic Marines. Just if you were just playing the straight up book chapters, you could have Ultramarines in there, but not the special boys. So where does Black Templars fall, or am I missing an icon? Oh, good scribble. Oh God. So I think hold caller. So I think Black Templars haven't made it on here at the moment. So we need to work out what we're going to do for them. They could be Harlequins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just for the codex compliant marines Thierry so ultramarines you know raven guard salamanders all that all that stuff um <clears throat> 45 yeah I think that's very reasonable do you want to justify your thinking a lot of people play marines a lot of people go to the event playing marines because frankly they are cool and then use cool models and then lose because of that and that drags it down and you get the models for marines you get everywhere yeah yeah completely i think that's a very good shot they are always a lower win rate um than their ceiling 
Uh, they did actually take some nerfs, Marines, as well, it's worth saying. You yeah. know, they, they got they got genuine hits. Um, and the special flavors, I think, are slightly better at doing different things. So that's where I think the best Black players are. Black nuts. Okay. As Clever Invective says in the chat, novice drag. Yeah, it's a very real thing. It's a very real thing. Someone out there is running their starter box, and they are not going to go more than two, three. Well, what did so, they have uh, for Marines? All the things that were in John Lenn's list. Yeah, exactly. They hit they hit Bangor, which was a very powerful build. So. Okay, excellent. Right, we are going back to you, John. So I think Tau are going to be at 51%. I think that's a very reasonable guess. Very nice. Do you want to take us through that? So they're potentially getting a new FOMO box, which may not be meaning that the book may not be out. So it, it might not be technically their win rate. That might be the Croot win rate. Yeah, I was going to say, well, Croot will, will handle on our own. Croot we're obviously going to put at 60 plus yeah. at the moment on their own. If you could find us an image for Croot, that'd be great. So for uh, me, it just feels like even though they're going to have Kalyon and then the other one that I never remember because you never see it. Monka. Monka, Kalyon. And it just, it just feels like if, if they have a couple more detachments, they're not necessarily going to be anything more than just different ways of shooting at you. So it's going yep. to still play a very similar way, but maybe one of them will just pick up three units a turn. You never know. Some, some innovative kind of approach. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we'll see. But it just I don't feel like Tau generally tend to land in that way. And at the moment, the way that the, the units tend to work when they tweak a, a codex, there's not massive changes. Mm-hmm. And so how they're currently working, kind of it feels kind of there, maybe a little bit higher. But wasn't yeah. that what they said? Like the first, what, four codexes? The data yeah. sheets will not change a lot. Yeah. And after that, it's yeah, been very that, subtle. Yeah. yeah. But I think because they're getting so many new units, and what we would, our assessment is that basically it looks like crew are just going to fill in every mission play role they're missing <laughs> in terms of getting to places and interfering with the enemy while they've still got incredible guns. Uh, or or give them another phase to play in. Exactly. Yeah. So oh. I think I think it should round out some of the issues Tau currently have. Yeah. They're even going to get they, they get the old new everything. model points cost and they're all dirt cheap and you can field a whole bunch of them on top of your gun line. That's yeah. going to be quite strong. So yeah, I think that's a very reasonable guess. Um, okay, I... Chris, it's your turn, not mine. Um, Admet, 43%. Oh, bosh! <laughs> um, I know. I, this isn't how good they are. I still think they are. I think if you... If you're a good player and you've got the right models and you build a good list, you've got, got the right models. If you have recently won the lottery, then <laughs> you might well be able to do well with them. I just don't think there's that desire for people to do that. Like you know, when we had the delightful times of ninth edition where everyone was flying around six planes, um, that was reasonably doable um, in terms of hobby. If you want to build that nasty list of all the dragoons all the iron striders and just say you can't kill me quickly enough i'm going to be a pain in the ass whilst shooting you a little bit um i think there is play there and i think it's probably is quite fun i think that you can get a lot of stuff into lists and i would absolutely do it maybe i'll try on tts but i just i just don't think there's that that desire for people to be um innovating and actually spending that much money or even 3d printing it um, so despite the fact that there probably are some nice builds out there, I just don't think you're going to see them. You will still see the people like, um, Johnny, um, in the UK, who's, um, who's obviously doing, who's doing very well than a very good player. Um, you'll still see that and they will be the reason 
that you know that if your two three guy is your forty percent, he the likes of John Johnny will be the reason why it's a bit higher than that. Um, yeah, it might not be a bit higher than forty three, but it could also potentially be like thirty five. Um, yeah. So it's hard on to judge. Uh, it just depends who plays them. But there's there's no one excited about Admech at the moment, um, and I just don't. I think I just don't see people becoming excited by them. Um, we'd be hitting it about now. I think how long the book's been out. Yeah, yeah. we'd be hitting the hobby lag round about now. I'm not yeah. hearing anyone going. Oh, have you seen my 27 dragoon list? Ha ha ha! I'm not seeing it. So uh, even aren't the points not like been updated? No, they've not been changed, have they? Because Necrons and Admech didn't get hit. So no, no, if, no, if, no, not, if, not in terms of getting hit, but aren't like. Oh no no never mind never mind. They, got, they, they got, might, got they might get some release. Points they might get points yeah. if, if yeah. Necrons do. They also might. Yeah. Um, but the actual rule set isn't massively inspired. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? I mean, I read through the book and it was just like there's nothing here which is making me go ooh. Like there was any fun stuff there. I watched a few battle reports of like Seagull playing them, and it, I was like, oh, actually, this could be quite quite fun. But I'm gonna have to spend like a few hundred quid and then paint. And build all this, and I don't really want to do. There's it. a control and denial build in there, but it's not the most interesting, and it is very expensive. You need to stop farming the admin firebase. It's a bit abusive at this point. Mm. Um, making them spend tons of money every single time the army gets changes is pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah. they're feeling the fatigue of it, to be honest. Um, Clever Invective says total shock seeing how good the Necron Codex came out, but then Admech got back nothing. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. You know, that they came out together. The Necrons one was so exciting, has a bunch of interesting stuff going on, um, and the Admech one just didn't, which is a shame. Okay, I am going to go for <laughs> what's left in here. Hmm. Let's take Thousand Suns. Let's put Thousand Suns at... Ooh. going to put them at 49. 49 for Thousand Suns. Cuspy. Cuspy. Mm. They're still good. I've played them. They are good. I may not be, but they definitely are good. Um, <laughs> and I think the army has incredible damage, incredible control. You have to play it very well to get the best out of it. But there are some players that love it and get good results out of it. Um, and it's still one of those armies that people just face plan into if they don't know what it's going to do. It's got a decent surprise factor. So, with, yeah. the, with the nerfs to the indirect, that might help them too. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, you've got guard out there, but the fact that there's less indirect definitely helps them. Um, and They've got some solid, solid options and damage. It's, I mean, it's very much a rubric heavy list, but I don't think it's bad at all. I think, and that's why they've left it alone because it's a powerful army that they trimmed and they've left it trimmed, and I think that's sensible. And it'll stay at forty-ish, forty-nine. Cool. Okay, back to you, Thierry. I'm gonna go for. Is there space wolves? Yeah, there is space wolves. All right. Going for fifty-one. Ooh. Okay. Nice. 51, so they would be bracket higher now? Yep, that's just me putting it in. Oh, right, okay, sorry. <laughs> no, I think that it, when it comes to them, people playing Space Wolves want to play Wolves. Yep. Both the Cavalry and the Wolfen are still decent, and I have some players telling me that they will be on the receiving end of the first turn having all of this in your face. 
and to dig out of that is complicated. And with yep. the wolf and changing too, you get a second wave coming in. Completely. And for the space wolves, it's not like with the space marines where you got people. In my opinion, the space wolves player will play space wolves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Curious. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I think, as you say, there's there's a, definitely a pressure built in there. There was already signs of a pressure before, and as you say, Wolfen's changes definitely bring them into contention for it because they're cheap, they're dirt cheap. What they do now, um, and they got fast. They are. They love the Stormlance. But that's that Stormlance run you over Thunderwolves and Wolfen behind feels very fun and very solid. I think that's a very reasonable call. And again, one of the the game plans where you go like there. That's your problem now. Do you <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is how space wolves players want to play, right? That's what they're all about. It's the last taxing on your yeah. mind. Yeah, they don't want to be sitting going, "Have I done this saga?" Going through the list, they just want to be fighting. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, John, pick your next one, buddy. So, world eaters, I think, are going to slide <laughs> down to forty-eight percent because okay, okay, I feel like. You have to adjust your list from the 1975 list. Mm -hmm. People are already talking about, do they keep in Angron? Do they just try to put loads of bodies in? I think it goes. I think if people do go just for bodies, I don't know if there is necessarily that value to get the win a lot of the time. Like They still do die. And Angron was a distraction. And if people don't have that distraction, they're focusing down those bodies. It's bad Angron was coming back. Yeah, and it was value, wasn't it? It was great value. If he came back. It just feels like it's an army that, again, they're they're kind of like they've got the one way that they can play because yeah. not just the detachment, but because of the units. Yeah. So it just feels like until they get more stuff, mm-hmm. unless they do things that make them stupidly cheap, it's not going to change really. Completely. No, I think that's a very reasonable reasonable spot, and they still have that massive raw aggro potential to yeah. catch people out. Clever Invective says, "Isn't the counter to that T1 charge to just deploy further back off the line?" It sure is. <laughs> The one percent of players aren't going to do it though, uh, and that's all you need. So that's going to be that's going to work for space. Uh, they will still live in the middle, so you yeah. still have to solve that problem. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? And like Jack Hart did a really good video on Art of War where he said about how like the problem that world eaters create is that yeah, you can deploy all the way back, but then um, you get to go first, and what do you do? You move up to where you were if you would have deployed straight away. And yeah. if and then you still got exactly the same problem, or yeah. you know you deploy on the line, and then they can just charge you, or you can get into position and then get charged. So they create those um, issues. The reality is, the big thing to slow down world eaters is having infiltrators and scouts. Completely, that's um, and there are a lot of good armies in the game that have yeah. those. If um, you put those out the front and you're able to screen them off enough, then. Um, you're going to slow down that charge and try and pick them up. Yeah, I do believe a big thing, because World Eaters are definitely one of those armies that, unless they completely run away with it, were still kind of just slowly getting tabled whilst winning because they're denying you on primary. And then, boom, Angron's back, because I've rolled my dice 27 times in three turns, because I can do that. And now you can't do that. Um, so I think bringing back Angron just means, or not really bringing him back, means you're not probably quite getting value out of him anymore. So then you do move to the more outbound, out, um, eight-bound list, um, and then it's just a 
similar style, isn't it? Of because Berserkers are pretty shit, um, to be honest with you. Um, oh. Apart from killing very specific things, so it's just about that eight bound. Hope your tags and your your no fallbacks go off and um, die slowly. I think it's still uh, still the way to play them, really. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty cool. Right. Oh, it's all there's all tricky ones. <laughs> Let's go sisters. I'm going to put sisters at a cool 48. I think sisters are good. I think they have a high ceiling. I think they are not a massively popularly played army in the first place. I don't think they cut it into the very top of the game, which means I think some of our strongest players out there on sisters probably don't take them, which means the win rate suffers a bit. And I think they are hard to play well. So I think, I think, that puts the middle of the pack really for their actual averages and outcomes, and I think that that feels about right. You'll still you'll see the odd sisters run that's very good, but I don't think the army just turned up and pushed into someone is is a strong strong army. I think it needs a lot more finesse than that. They did take a couple of nerfs, so I think that feels about right. Nice. Um, okay, Thierry, back to you. We've got four left. It's our final four. A bunch of classics. The third one. That is Death, uh, Watch. Death Watch. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Dark Angels. Yeah. And to be honest, I had an idea, but then I saw what they did the, this weekend, and I have no clue. Anymore. Yeah, I know exactly what you yeah. mean. <laughs> yeah, there are many sides to Dark Angels right now. It's like, okay. All the sides. <clears throat> For context, those who, so, who haven't followed it, there they were a number of Iron Storm Dark Angels lists that did very well. Obviously, the book's not landing so hot. But in Iron Storm, it turns out very good. Yeah, I thought I'd put them at 50% because yeah. I have no yeah, clue that's about that's good. Really no, what happened yeah. there. Yeah. Dark Shrouds, that's it, really. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. the only thing that made them okay. Dark Angel lists, really, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, dark Shrouds right. for cover and stealth to hurt guard and other shooting, so they can just go toe to toe with yeah. a ton of tanks. Um, okay. Clever Invex says that's what happens when you abuse 10 man death with knights too much. Yeah. Somewhere Paul James just looked up like. And then went back to his life. Uh, John, what are you going with, buddy? Um, Chaos Knights. Mm -hmm. I think they're a solid middle of the pack thing in a singles environment still, because like, people, if they haven't built the list, to quite deal with that much armor. Still skew, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think they are kind of just on the cusp. I want to say 50%, because. I'm not convinced they're below, but I'm not convinced they're above. It's a good play because it's making our tier list look sensible now. It is sensible when it comes to win rates. Yeah, we've got quite a fat middle, as you'd expect. It's looking it's all right. It should be. Yeah, our yeah, first no. one we did was like, everything's 58%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it turns out uh, that's statistically yeah. not possible, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we learned some hard lessons. Yeah, I think that's a good call, John. I think that's more or less exactly where they'll be right there. It's a good skew. It has counters. I think there's some big gun armies at the top of the game now who will happily just pick Chaos Knights up, but they're, they're still going to run through a bunch it, of stuff. It might, it might dip a little bit, purely because they did drop a couple of points, didn't they, in the slate for the bigger yeah, guys? Yeah, but my Which might trick people into taking them and then failing with it. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it'll be a slight wobble, but I don't think that'll change things. 
Clever, in fact, said this is the flattest the meta has been, which is really good. Yeah, I agree. I think in general we're looking at a pretty healthy... And obviously we are 100% right here as well. So. We are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> the best meta forecasters. It'll be interesting. Yeah, we've not we've not called any, like, 60% broken shit. Well, yeah, right. but I have, like, a remark to this. The, the problem <laughs> yeah. I see when, when we're building for teams is that in terms of win percent, it seems to be really healthy. But I really dislike singles because you have so much rock, paper, scissors going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, yeah, my army has a 51% chance because half of the armies I win and the <laughs> other half of the armies I lose. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking great. at that for Chikari for this weekend, just looking down at it, and I'm just like, mm. just, just don't play that, just don't play that, and don't play that, and then you're laughing. But if you do, if you do play that, you're just gonna face plant. That's just where it's at. Oh dear. So, oh, apparently, Art of War released their rankings, and that too was flat. So that's good. Well, they that's probably good. copied us. I'll have to watch that after this. I don't yeah. allow cross cross contamination before we do so. Well, outside um, of the Necrons being a little bit overtuned. Each of the codexes, if you look at them in this kind of where they are, they're all kind of in the middle. Yeah, and tells we're doing me win that, rates actually. Yeah. I think the win rate really covers over the sins of a particular build as well. Because I don't think yeah. even the strong armies and strong builds aren't going to have just auto win. Exactly. It, it feels nice in that respect at the moment. Yeah. Set custodians. You custodians players. Um, oh. So, Chris, it's your turn. You're confused between Death Watch and Harlequin. <laughs> Great, excellent. Wow, those two really prominent armies in the meta. Yeah, John, can you find us Black Templars, buddy? We do want that. I've, I've sent one to Chris. Yeah, but how do I upload it? So if you scroll, <laughs> just if you scroll down just a touch, there is a, a choose files um, button. Press that, and yeah. then you can add it. Okay, right. Just That's uh, Tom, you you pick uh, you pick one whilst I just do this. So we'll bung Death Watch at forty two. Because it's not going to be very popular, and it's not. Yeah, and I think they're an army that a lot of people that do love playing the army will be playing their detach, their kind of yeah, just kill teams, yeah, 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 rather than actually playing the good way to play the army, which is to not play it as Death Watch, really. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just think they'll be loitering around down there at the moment. Um, yeah, absolutely. Which takes so, us to so. Tom went for. I went. I went Death Watch forty two. Forty-two percent Death Watch. Um, so, oh, I'll go Black Templars. Amazing. We can then just delete Harlequins because it's not relevant data. To be fair, so that's fine. Then we'll all, yeah, we'll, we'll, all, we'll all have the same number. Of what do I think Black Templars are going to be? Well, Black Templars are really, really good, and they are really good. People who are taking Black Templars um, aren't dunces. No, it's true. They're not. You, you do, there's not a generic loyalist Black Templar player out there. They're all just taking Black no, Templars really. because it's a good, it's a good um, spice of life. There is that one uh, guy. Yeah, a really happy guy. chap. I'm gonna go for Black Templars. Uh, are you, what's the highest you've had so far? Fifty-seven. That'd be a nutter. Fifty-eight percent. Oh, there you go. Why not? Bosh. Why don't you allow for the infantry horde and the tank car park? I kind of see where you're coming from. Eight percent black templars. Yeah, I mean, whenever you hear of black templars, it's just oh, they're really brutal. They're really good. They're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Armies. What the six reaper bullshit? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Six reapers, yeah. So, they are very silly. 
They are very silly indeed. Um, well, yeah. I'm glad that you got to have that instead of me, Chris. That seems that's fine. That's good. That's that's good. Well, I mean, maybe I'll be completely wrong. And yeah, be, watch uh, let me down. They'll be rubbish as a as a. Yeah. Remember that awesome. one half an episode where Ed got really excited about Death Watch. Yeah, he did. Ed gets really excited about a lot of stuff, as we know. Because that once, once per game, one full old oaths a moment, and that was it. That's all it took for him. That's how you beat Necrons. Boom. Just have to beat everything else as well, being the main issue. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. All right. Okay. That's our win rate. So we're going to check back in in three months. We will do the scores. Maybe we have Thierry back on. We'll be hanging out. Have Thierry back on, and we can hand out some punishments for our losers. (laughs) Um, we're not going to do harlequins because they don't really functionally exist and also how do you model for an army that the only player that runs them is mike porter that's a difficult one to do the win percentages of 80 Um, (laughs) percent yeah Um, so we'll leave them off um but yeah tune in in a few months time and we'll let you know how we all got on so we're going to move and rattle out some podcast questions and it's gonna be bedtime we won't keep you too long because it's been been a long show already so I'm diving to the Discord. I'm going to pull out some questions. If you have other questions in the chat and you want to chuck them in here, do feel free to do so. If you want to chuck us super chat, thank us for all our hard work. You can do that as well. But you can get a question, so do ask the question. Um, I'm going to start with this first one out of here, which is what are your predictions of the top three armies going into this new meta from Green Giant? Well, we just did it, uh, but we had... <laughs> Custodies, Blood Angels, and Black Templars are what we've got in there. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. You heard it oh. here first. Maybe Guard, but people are going to argue about Guard, as we know. You know, you've all, you've all been on the internet. You know what people think about Guard, you know, and if people don't necessarily agree on that. Guard is certainly going to win some stuff. Um, our next question is from Sai. What faction do you think is now going to be in the nerf crosshairs? Who's cruising for a nerf in? Well, we're all waiting for Necrons to get hit. Surely Necrons. Um, yeah. And then a little buff on Catan. And maybe buff. Wraiths. A little price increase on the Wraiths. Just to make them just a little bit hard to justify the 18. Yeah. What do you reckon, Thierry? Are there any armies that you think might be in the nerf crosshairs? Probably not. Will not be nerfed, but I do not like the effect Custodies and Death Guard have on the yeah, it's the rock paper scissor thing. I do not yeah, think yeah, yeah. that they that they are too powerful and they should get something else. But the fact that they, oh, I play melee and I play against custodies. Mm. Yeah. This is the <sighs> thing is, great. Curry, when you're mapping it, you've got Drakari who are a combat army, um, and you're like two of the better armies in the game are just combat control armies. And you're like, what do I do? I go in and I die. I don't really have an answer to that. So yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm <laughs> looking forward to how it evolves. And it looks good. I don't think, except for Necrons, there should be. But I might be completely wrong. Mm. Yeah, we'll see, it's have to see how impressive some of these like marine tank gun liney lists are, because that might get some tweaks as well at some stage. And that's just points, I think. Not oh yeah. To fit in. Or just the, someone saying, do "Don't take wings? six of." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't can't have six gladiators. Might also be a good shout. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it doesn't. There's nothing that appeals immediately terrifying in green, so that's reassuring. Um, Titchy asks, "What army do you think is now bottom of the barrel, and what would you do to spice them up beyond just points changes?" Who are the whipping boys? For us, we've got GSC according to our like what we've just done. 
Yeah, GSC will get a book, and that's realistic. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's, fix, right? that's what we'll that's say. That's the fix. GSC is. There's a few indexes that are just a bit hacked, a bit knights being Imperial Knights. They both just need a redo, really, in terms of. Yeah. They were built around mechanics that now have had to be completely changed because of how un, how un, unnice they were. So that's the big one for them. GSC just needs some good combat as well, man. Give them some melee that works. Split the Echolites, please. And then we have Hannah. I think bottom of the barrel will be at Mac. Yeah. Oh yeah, you reckon? Yeah. There's only so much back. you can do with points. They're starting to be yeah. in Horde Army. Mm. Yeah. There was a fake leak change that was something about them letting them have their imperative in the midboard as well as Yeah, yeah, so that was like ah, well, that's that impressive. Broken. Yeah. <laughs> that, it looked horrible. Mm. Well, they need to do something with the rules and not with points. Yeah, I agree. I agree. A new detachment, perhaps. Now we've seen that they can do that. New army yeah. rule, really. New army rule. Yeah. yeah. It feels yeah. like the last thing they're going to do, though. They seem to. It's the very last ditch attempt is they actually change a data sheet, let alone. Mm. So oh, they're doing process. it now. They did it for the Dreadnought. Yeah. They did it for Wolfen. They're, they're doing yeah. little things. They don't have any rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, Megaminic in the chat has asked do you think New Jakari are better focusing on fixed secondaries and not taking so many characters for the melee? Well you're asking me so no I refuse. I refuse to take less characters. I love characters and I love doing melee with them. That's just how I like to play Jakari but fixed I think is a good shout. I was actually talking to Rob and we've been plotting and designing and I was like is there a list where you just have tons and tons of stuff and you just go cleanse Homer's super defensive, force them to come to you and hit them on the counter potentially? Um because it doesn't have fire and fade, if you're not playing real space, you're not actually as good at some of the secondaries. Um, Sky Splinter isn't actually as mobile as, as real space raiders. But if you're playing real space raid, you can definitely still just behind the lines homers do all that crap if you want to. Um, so yeah, fix might be better for them. And yeah, probably probably less characters is good. I think some of the best lists only took two archons rather than three. We've all gone for three straight away because it's like, oh my god, I want my incubator to hit really hard. But getting that balance between how much combat is enough and how much shooting you need to genuinely trouble the opponent, I think it's, it's something we're all still working at. And you might see this where actually you only have like maybe three good melee threats and a lot more guns and chaff. Uh, but we all want to try the combat first, so that's what's going to happen. <laughs> um, next question. There's a long one from Sindri. Oh, I'm just going to direct it at you, Thierry, because you're the international captain. If you were building an eight-man teams list for this weekend, what eight factions are going in? Oh. Oh. <laughs> so we did we're doing a scrim and what we're taking for that scrim is oh my paper is downstairs so there might be a mistake in this but i think we went for um imperial guard sisters uh marines mm -hmm. nits yep death guard Then when we're not sure is custodies or orcs, one of the two. Ooh. Yeah, our custodies player is also our orc player, and it's good good with both armies. So sweet. Uh, there's some missing. Elder. Yeah. What's the last Necrons. one? Necrons. And Necrons. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good sweet. I think that's a good spread to be choosing from. Um. Yeah, that feels like a very. But good then Votan is close to it because we I, I genuinely player. think 
think Votan in an eight works just fine right now. Mm. I think I think they are they can go in and have a solid game with a lot of what is currently good at the top, without doubt. Yeah. Mm. Mega Miniatures says he's really enjoying the Beastmaster too. Yeah, our first ever games with the Beastmaster this weekend. I can't wait. I have plans for it. I'm going to shove that Beastmaster where the sun does not shine. It's going to be a good time. Um, okay, so next question from Ultimate Funk. Now Drakari are the new hotness. How quickly will Chris discover that he's always wanted to play them? And how quickly will Archon, in quotation marks, fuck you, Ultimate Funk, uh, I'll come to home and go and play something like, I don't know, Imperial Knights. Do we deal with uh, Dave's just like firing fucking beef constantly. I think I find I did consider dabbling in Drakari in ninth edition when they were amazing they and did didn't do it because I think <laughs> a much fairer ad mech. So, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, shut up. I don't think this rule set is good enough to draw Chris to Drakari. You might see him try some Yanari at some stage. I've got, know. yeah. I mean, I have. If it was some, like in the old days when it was, um, you know, you, I know, Yanari had the Incarn and you had some Dark um, some dark Elder there, I did consider, like, you know, Scourges and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I think there's quite a nice balance. It'd be fun to try, but the reality is I have too much other stuff to be doing. Um, so, so, how many Mandrakes have you ordered? Yeah. No, <laughs> I've got the five rangers. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think the, you can tell that the index has landed in a decent spot. Ultra Punks, it really appeals to me. I've definitely, it's special snowflake enough that I absolutely will give it away um, before ultimately getting frustrated and going something strong. Um, so then we have, oh, Titchy wants to know when's your Patreon equivalent going live? Next week. Next week. So we'll get that all out for you next week. Thank you very much for your inquiry. We appreciate it a lot. Um, we, just, we just want to make sure it's all laid out nice and nice and proper, so it'll be good to go. That is us now done. This is your last chance to shoot a question in, so do fire a question in the chat if you'd like something answered. Uh, and if not, we will be going. So as before that, the only thing to do is to say thank you so much for coming on, Thierry. It's been a real pleasure. Really Absolutely good to have you. My pleasure. Yeah. It was a fun time. Yeah, really good time. And we'll look forward to some more work with Team Luxembourg not too far down the line. Wonderful. Well, we have been the Bliss. We talk 40k. We're very good at it as well, you know. And we will see you all again next time. Bye-bye.